Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about when world is at war from Ukraine to Canada, try prayer. Um, We're doing the show right now today just after President Biden gave a press conference um, about war, and um, the well, he finally admitted actually that Ukraine did invade. I mean, that Russia did invade Ukraine. Um, he didn't want to. He, he didn't want to use that word, but he finally did. And um, there's no doubt that the world is getting crazier and crazier. We're feeling more frustrated and helpless and afraid. And um, besides, of course, what's going on in Ukraine. Prime Minister Trudeau has been abolishing democracy in Canada, sending out people on horseback law enforcement to trample peaceful protesters, freezing bank accounts of people who donated to the protesters. I mean, all of these things are, um, you just kind of have to shake your head. Um, Biden, of course, came late for his press conference, as usual. He was still probably trying to find Ukraine on the map. So what is a peace-loving, liberty-loving person to do? Well, today's guest is going to tell us. It is Doug Giles. He's been on the show before um, talking about his other book. Um, Today he's talking about his latest book, which is Psalms of War, Prayers That Literally Kick Ass. So what do you do when things get crazier and crazier? You pray, and he's going to tell us why. When he was on the show before... He talked about his other book that he wrote called Pussification, the Effeminization of the American Male, (laughs) which is so true. Well, welcome to the show, Doug. Dr. Carroll, thank you for having me on. You're welcome. So I trust that you heard Biden's press conference? Oh God, no! But I could probably uh, repeat it without even hearing it. I was I was too busy <laughs> doing other interview, doing other interviews and painting. I know what that half dead carrier pigeon uh, from Marxist <laughs> ideals is trying to do to us, Doctor Carroll. He's wagging the dog. He wants people look over there, Ukraine. The Russians are invading yeah. their border. We can't have that happen. Everybody must be focused on Ukraine. Hey Biden. Yeah, yes. I live in Texas. I'm three hours away from the border. You know who doesn't give a crap about Ukraine's border? Me. Because our our border uh, is so porous, it's so open. We have four million-plus people that have poured through uh, that border into Texas, and that moron's trying to get me to get gassed up about what Russia's doing to Ukraine. I don't give a Ukraine. It's very low on the rung of of my deep concerns, and uh, he's just wagging the dog because he's an abysmal disaster. He's worse than Obama. He makes he makes Obama look lazy in regards to uh, his his incompetence because Joe's got this thing down on steroids. And uh, by the way, Doctor Carroll, um, I would like to say to all the Never Trumpkins, I told you so. I told you so. Mhm. Mhm. Yes. Nobody really voted for Biden. They all, whoever voted for Biden, and it was less than the numbers showed, but whoever voted for Biden, they were really, I mean, they, they were really voting against Trump. It was people who didn't like Trump, and they would have voted for a cabbage if um, that's what the Democrats, and, and they actually did vote for a cabbage. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah, he, I actually, he, he, I, actually tw- I actually tweeted that this morning. Um let me see what I tweeted here uh, about Biden, what you're just Biden's saying about where the dog. Well, <laughs> no, I've been actually yes. talking about Biden and his uh, encroaching dementia. But I, this morning I tweeted, um, think Russian invasion would stop. Wait a minute. 
No, 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 that's not it. Here, Biden, okay, this is it from today. Biden, while you were sleeping, yes, Russia invaded Ukraine. Thankfully, Germany and UK and the UK stepped up to sanction. Think Biden's puppeteers want war to distract us from their sly acts here? BLM woman to choose SCOTUS judge? Drag queen to solve nuclear waste? etc. Hmm. So I'm right with you. Yeah, this is, uh, and, and again, you know, a cyclops staring into the sun at high noon without an eyebrow or eyelash can see what uh, Biden is doing here. I mean, it's a typical Clinton, let's go bomb an aspirin uh, factory in the Sudan to take the heat off the rising scandal, which is called Monica Lewinsky. And um, Biden has nothing, uh, Carol, that, that he can point to that is his shiny little button of accomplishment. All this stuff is, is, has been detrimental to the U.S. People are going to start paying now that, you know, Russia is going to invade Ukraine and, and Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline. I hope everybody's ready to say hello to 6 uh, to $7 a gallon. Bacon costs, you know, as much mm-hmm. as uh, gold and silver. It's just re- it's ridiculous. And that's on them, man. They don't know how to govern. And, and then, again, the whole border issue, which is talking about a, a river of fentanyl coming from uh, Xi Jinping up through uh, Guadalajara and right into Laredo, that's all on Biden. I mean, we had this nation pretty, up, pretty much sewed up tight. Trump did an amazing job, even though he went through two impeachments, and the press was relentlessly trying to destroy him and his family's life, and look what he was able to accomplish. And then look what Biden was able to accomplish, like I said, in a scant 12 months. He's a disaster. And if anybody says they support him, (laughs) you must have three teeth and an IQ of 50, or you're a Marxist radical, and you radically and fundamentally hate the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence. As far as I'm concerned, you can walk outside and eat a huge pile of dog crap. (laughs) And Christian love, of course. Well, of course what? Of course in Christian love. Of course <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it, what is it really like? I know we're getting a little, well, not really that. I was going to say we're getting a little far field, but not really because we're talking about how crazy the world is and why we need prayer. So, what is it really like in Texas? Um, I mean, of course, I, you know, read all about everything. The border, I mean, the border has just gotten, it's just crazy, crazy. Um, but what is it like? I, you know, I'm saying that from California, which, I mean, we're getting our share, too, but not like Texas. So what is it really like in Texas? How have things changed in the past year and a half? No, it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, you know, us poor Texians uh, who are American citizens, you know, if you've got young kids, grandkids, you put a mask on your face, you know, you, you stay at home, stare at a computer uh, screen. Meanwhile, we're having months where... Carol, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Hundreds of thousands, if, you know, close to 200,000 per month are coming through our border. Uh, Greg Abbott isn't doing squat about it. Everybody's like, oh, it's so great that Greg Abbott is such a conservative governor. And, and man, we need him for another three or four more years. And Abbott has the ability in the Texas Constitution to where he can shut that flipping border down today. He doesn't need Biden's permission. He doesn't need any kind of federal approval. And he keeps passing the buck to Biden. Oh, Biden, you know, he wants the border open. It's like, so what? Tell Biden to go pound sand. I'm sure Biden wants cocaine from the Ukrainian uh, prime minister. I'm sure he wants Russian illegal, you know, (laughs) money and Chinese money. I don't care what Biden wants. Biden has no voice inside of Texas politics. We were the only nation that became a state. Uh, and we still have our constitution in play, and he can he can completely Abbott can completely militarize that border, and he doesn't do anything. So what that does is that it, it as you can imagine, it's uh, all the people in the border patrol and and ICE and the Texas National Guard, uh, they're completely depressed. Their hands are tied. They just got to sit there in their cruiser and watch this crap come through. And it is crap. If people think that oh they're just Lovely little dreamers. I'd say maybe, you know, a quarter of them might be a lovely little dreamer, but you've got drug cartels 
that are not only moving fentanyl, they're also moving uh, little eight-year-old girls and six-year-old boys that they're uh, uh, turning into sex slaves. And that mm-hmm. if, uh, I mean, they're on, they're on the hook, they're on the dole. Uh, some of them get raped by our border experts, you know, at least 20 times a day. Hello, folks. This is not just some, oh, this is just such a sad thing. This is a horrific multi-billion dollar uh, industry of sex and human trafficking that is going down, you know, right down at La Jolla and Laredo and Del Rio and uh, down, you know, all the way to Harlingen, just pouring through like a, a big open sieve. And we, we're not doing anything about it. Biden won't visit the border when, uh, when Kamala Harris, who's the least like politician ever, uh, when she went to the border, she went to what, El Paso, where there's nothing really going down. And she was there for all of 30 minutes. This is a joke, folks. Mm-hmm. We're being invaded. It's not, uh, I don't think it's incompetence, Dr. Carroll. I really don't. This is purposeful. It's not like, oh, we can't yeah. do our job. No, their, their job is to radically and fundamentally uh, change uh, the United States. And they're doing a yes, damn good job yes. of that. I'll give you, you know. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, not to mention the terrorists who are coming across. And, of course, they don't, they don't have to come through uh, the southern border. Um, Biden brought them in by plane from Afghanistan. Yeah, again, there's nothing on his, on his haggard whiteboard that he's done in the last 12 months that you can point to and say, that's a great idea. Thank God he did that. <laughs> but there, you know, going back to the southern border, aside from Afghanistan, which was just a complete and utter shameful uh, example of what how he's black eyed, blackened the eye of America again. There's over, I think there's over 170 nations of people that have been apprehended on the Texas border, and that's just what you know we've been able to to uh, spotlight that has actually come across. I'd, I'd say that right. the numbers in regards to actual people that have flowed over ever since uh, he, he got elected, I'd say probably around, you know, four or five million people. We've caught two million, and I'd say they'd be double that. And these are bad actors. Yeah. Again, I'm, sure there's, some, and, I'm and, sure there's some lovely Lopez family, you know, that wanted to get over here because Mexico sucks worse than an airplane toilet. But I'd say the majority of them, uh, have nefarious ties. And a lot of these guys to get over here, Dr. Carroll, they have to pay drug cartel for them to get moved. And so they get a little wristband mm-hmm. and they've got locating devices. <clears throat> and so they're on the dole uh, to pay the stipend if they can't pay it all up front. So how do you pay back a drug cartel when the, you're in the U.S.? Do you do a hit? Do you do a job? Are you a mule for uh, fentanyl? You know, it's, hmm. it's, it's beyond horrible, and the ramifications haven't even begun to hit us yet. Well, I thought I heard something about um, that Texas uh, built a, a wall on their own to try to stop this. Is that not true? <laughs> Yeah, so that's what that's what Abbott said. He's like, we're gonna so where where the Texas wall stopped, Abbott's like, We're gonna we're gonna ramp it up. We're gonna build that wall, Dr. Carroll. That's all bluster because mm-hmm. his butt is is on the line for the gubernatorial race and Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Allen West is uh is on him like stink on a monkey, challenging him to you know, to actually govern as a conservative. So they so Al so um I'm sorry. So Governor Abbott's like, we're going to build the wall. If Biden won't do it, I'm Superman. They've built probably yeah. 700 feet. Hmm. Like I told, I told Colonel West, chief of staff, because we're buddies with him, and I said, hey, <clears throat> here's an idea. See if you can hire somebody. See if Alan can hire somebody. Just with the, kind of a time-lapsed camera and just stick it right on the, the quote-unquote border wall that Greg Abbott's building. And let's 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 view dailies, kind of like Sean Hannity does, you know, about <laughs> the Afghanistan crisis. Day 189, <laughs> Afghanistan. I mean, Alan West should just go. Day 34, Abbott's rebuilding the fence, and it's like nothing. You know, you see like a Gila monster, <laughs> yes. horny toad. He ain't doing squats. <clears throat> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Well, I mean, what you would think since the whole point by this whole point 
um, is primarily to bring all these people in, assuming they're going to vote Democrat, and and to turn all the Republican states, uh, including Texas, of course, uh, to be Democrats. So why wouldn't anybody who's a Republican in Texas, or, or, uh, a politician who's Republican, you would think that they would want to do everything they could to stop the flow so that they would have a better chance of being reelected. Bunch of good old boys down here, Dr. Carroll, <laughs> who say that they're Republican, who say that they're conservatives, who are just as frickin' corrupt as anybody on the left. It's all about, uh, <laughs> it's all about lobbying money, big money and, and big text politics. And uh, that's what I dig about uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West is that First of all, he comes from Georgia. It's all the Texas, uh, big Texas GOP people, big old cowboy hats. They're like, well, he's a carpetbagger. He's not even a Texan. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're not even doing anything. Mm-hmm. Border sucks. It's mm-hmm. shutting our economy down. 100,000 business bankrupt during the fake plague. And uh, here you are, you know, yarbling through your mask. And, and Alan's, Alan's response to all these guys who call him a carpetbagger and stuff uh, I think that's the term that they use for somebody out of state mm-hmm, coming to mm-hmm, <laughs> supposedly yeah. glam onto their political system. Right. Uh, Alan, Alan's like, well, I don't think uh, Sam Houston was a Texan, and I believe that Davy Crockett wasn't a Texan either. <laughs> but they sure, they sure as hell fought at the Alamo in the Battle of San Jacinto, and they've got uh, they got a lot of uh, praise still going on deep in the heart of Texas for what they did as an out-of-stater. But the corruption, you know, just typical political stuff. It's like, why don't you do this? So I think at the end of the day, it's big frickin' money, big invitations to big Texas parties, and that's why they don't do anything of any kind of substance. And, then, and aside from the fact that they probably have pictures of them in bed with a dead uh, woman or a live man, and that's why when push comes to legislative shove, they don't do anything. They're corrupt. Hmm. Oh, well, that's why we. That's why we all. That's why we all. That's why we all need disruptors that, that, like Trump. Uh huh. Absolutely. Well, that uh, music means that we have to take a break, and that was a good place to to do it. So we will take a break. Cool. Um, my guest is Doug Giles. His. Um, His book is called Psalms of War, Prayers That Literally Kick Ass. We're going to hear about that. Uh, You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, so stay tuned. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. 
And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about when when the world is at war, from Ukraine to Canada, try prayer. And we'll be talking about that with my guest, uh, Doug Giles, talking about his book, his new book called Psalms of War, Prayers That Literally Kick Ass. And we certainly... We certainly need some of those these days. We've been talking about some of the things that are crazy in our world. Uh, we could be talking about this for a year um, and not finish. But one of the things today um, was the press conference that uh, Biden gave in regard to Ukraine. You know, it's really so depressing when you look at um, Putin talking like he's been he's been doing a lot more of recently um when you talk when you look at him just his body language not even the words that he's saying but um whose team you know would you rather be on i mean who gives the the air of confidence and knowing what he knowing what he's doing putin or biden i'll pick putin <laughs> what do you think about that yeah uh Biden's got one foot in the grave and another one on a banana peel. And I'm not just purposely, you know, being ugly right now. It's a shame that we've got such a frail, uh, quote-unquote, commander-in-chief. I wouldn't let him, I wouldn't let him run the tilt-a-whirl at a carnival or, uh, or man the remote control to my smart TV, much less have the keys to the nuclear suitcase and be talking yes. crap to Biden. You know, it's it's a shameful yes, time. Yes. I guarantee Kim Jong Il. I, I I'm sorry. I'm guarantee Kim Jong Un, Putin, Xi Jinping. All those guys are laughing their backside off because they. Yeah. I'm sure they. I'm sure China expected Biden to get elected because they voted in large numbers back in 2020. But I guarantee that uh, mm-hmm. those those dudes never thought that they would get a vacuum. And Joe Biden, like mm-hmm, they they were given mm-hmm. a reprieve, and uh, these are and, these are malevolent forces. So, and if they weren't sure, he he um, didn't leave them any question when he did the horrible debacle in Afghanistan. So now they are all the all our enemies are just chomping at the bit, waiting. You know, Putin just happened to be first, but the others are going to be coming. I've been doing a lot of talking since. Um, since the, before the election, during the campaign for 2020, about Biden's encroaching dementia, of which he has, he's been showing more and more. It's been encroaching more and more. But today at the press conference, what was really frightening was that he seemed like he was, of course, reading it from a teleprompter with his eyes, you know, narrowed eyes. And every once in a while, he'd try to go off script. And it was, it would just like, you know, show that he really didn't know what he was reading because it didn't, he couldn't connect something to what he had just read. So it reminded me of like a little boy standing in front of a class in school, uh, reading a paper that he wrote, but not really, or really reading a paper that somebody else wrote that he doesn't really understand and hoping he can skedaddle out of there before anybody asks him questions. And, of course, Biden did skedaddle out of there. He didn't take any questions um, from anybody in the audience. And so um, it was It was just, just really very disappointing. And, and for, you know, but having like this, um, I think that we have to take responsibility also. I mean, I know, yes, there were some things beyond our control, obviously, in the, in the voting, but I think Americans have to take responsibility for this, that they just, instead of, you know, not liking Trump because they said he was narcissistic or whatever, you know, whatever complaints they had, um, and, and, and they voted for Biden to some degree, uh, look what they got. I mean, we, we, America ha- Americans have to take responsibility for some of this. Yeah, I think every never Trumpkin, orange man bad, kind of Steve Hayes, Jonah Goldberg, Bill Crystal type sap, uh, and, and all the all the apolitical people and the center left folks that were like, you know, Trump's just naughty, naughty, and he's bad, bad, and he's been married three times. Like he made this country great. You compare uh, <laughs> the United States of America uh, under Trump's administration, even with all the bullcrap he had to plow through. To the to the you know what hole that we're dealing with right now inflation border 
uh, uh, we're on the cusp of war in a place that we don't belong. Where we were in Afghanistan, he completely bungled. Hey, let's pull the troops up, up first. Let's leave all the civilians, and let's leave $85 billion worth of top-level war machines behind for the Taliban warlords. So yeah. every, every member yeah. of Trumpkin, every person that voted for Biden, everyone that didn't vote because you don't like Biden or Trump, you should walk outside, grab a big tree branch, and hit yourself in the face with it and wake up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There could be, there could be some, Dr. Carroll, there could be some okay. real, because I guarantee Biden and his step and fetches are taking notes on how Trudeau's locking down uh, Canada. And if, uh, yes. if, if somebody thinks, if somebody thinks that Biden is not salivating for that kind of uh, incredible yeah. powers to shut down bank accounts and people, then they're dancing around a maypole with rose-colored glasses on. I think they're about to have them snapped in two and ground into powder with presidential-grade combat boots. Yes, exactly. That's what I, I wanted to talk about next. Um, yes, I know, especially since there's supposed to be a truck convoy coming to, to D.C., um, so he's going to have his chance to do something. But but I just want to say, you know, I think it's primarily, you were mentioning Obama before, and I think it is Obama primarily who I think was the worst president ever. I mean, I mean, it's a toss-up between uh, Biden and Obama because I think that it's Obama really who's running the show, who's manipulating Biden. Yeah, they're... Uh... Uh, there are two Marxists cut from the same cloth. And, um, you know, the thing that was such the ruse with Biden, it's everybody's like, well, he's a middle of the road. He's a moderate. He's he's kind of like uh, Dr. Carroll, like John McCain, a reach crease, a reach crease, the aisle type guy. Well, he might have been in, in 1997, but that that shrunken Asian beetle carcass of a guy that he is now is completely beholden to George Soros and his talking points. We're talking about uh, a complete gutting of a grand experiment in self-governance to the United States of liberal acrimony. Yes. Yes. Well, all right. Why don't we talk about a solution now? (laughs) A solution. You know, um, your book, Psalms of War, Prayers That Literally Kick Ass, um, one of the things that that has been so hard, I mean, obviously people can pray wherever they are, you know, in a crowded bus, in their living room, in their bed, and I'm sure you're going to talk about all that. But one of the things that has really damaged the United States is um, with COVID, not the lockdowns, where in terms of the churches and synagogues and um, all the different places of, of worship, where so many of them were shut down, which meant that so many people stopped praying. So tell us, take it from there. Yeah, well, first of all, any any rabbi or any pastor or priest who uh, shut their synagogue or church down because some Mayor McCheese or some goofy governor told them to do it, I think I think they should stand in front of their their congregation and repent for being a coward and, and obeying men instead of obeying God. You show me one place in the Old Testament where, where some Pharaoh or some, uh, or some Roman Praetorian guard or some governor or some, you know, uh, hoity-toity member of the Sanhedrin ever told Moses, Elijah, uh, uh, Jesus, Peter, James, and John, when they told him to stop preaching and stop trying to liberate God's people, and either Moses or Elijah or Peter and John or Jesus or Paul curled up in the fetal position and said, okay, and then wet their big Christian diaper Mm -hmm. because some stupid man, a lesser magistrate to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, told them that's what they should do because there's a bad cold going around. If if one rabbi, if one priest, if one pastor can show me one place in the Scripture where you're supposed to obey bad ideas, uh, I'll eat a tube sock. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. I, you, I cannot imagine. I mean, it's true. When you think of it like that, um, <laughs> they would not have... Uh, 
they would not have crawled into a fetal position. Absolutely. They would have seen how much more important it was to um, provide uh, the word of God to the people, especially in times like this where there, where there is um, fear and tragedy and things like that. So Yeah, and so, they, so, so like I said, you know, Mayor McCheese told them that they're unessential. Bars can stay open. Frickin' Walmart can stay open. Dope dispensaries yeah. can stay open. But, but you, you little wussies, you just do your stuff via Zoom, which is a Chinese app, or Facebook, which hates Christians. And so the Christian's like, yeah, that sounds okay. I don't want to give up my 501c3 tax-exempt status, so I'm going to kiss his ass and do whatever he tells me to do. Mm. That's shameful, man. Mm. That's total cowardice, Dr. Carroll. And I'm telling you what, if, if, a, if a pastor or a rabbi or a priest got caught committing adultery, like with Miley Cyrus or something like that, they should stand in front of their congregations and repent, right? And if a pastor or a rabbi or a priest shut the body of Christ down, shut synagogue down because of a bad cold, and you stop uh, hugging people, and you stop laying hands on the sick, and you stop singing, and you stop preaching, and you did it all online because some dipstick in, in power, a lesser magistrate, uh, unto God told you to do it, you should stand in front of your people and say, listen, I'm an idiot. I obeyed men, and uh, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to go to Doug Giles' school of uh, brains and cojones and try to, uh, I don't know, get a little bit more tougher so I'm not so much scared of local government officials, and I'm willing to take one for the team, get fined, go to jail, go to prison, rather than suspend my civil liberties. Yes, one would, one would hope. One would have hoped that that would have, would be what they would do. So, okay. No, they're, act, they're acting, they Carol. They're acting like it. They're acting like it never happened. They're acting like it's business as usual. And if, if they're sitting there naive, thinking that this ain't going to come around again, then they're definitely not the coldest beer in the fridge, because I guarantee it's coming back around. That was a test run. They wanted to see who would uh, capitulate, who would bow their knee, who would kiss the ring yes. of these draconian overlords, and who's going to rebel, and to what level. Yes, yes. Yes, so, uh, I mean, what do you think? Do you have something particular in mind as far as what's going to come next, or...? Just in general. Oh, who knows? You know, I'm sure there's a COVID, you know, 27 or 28 coming around. Or uh, uh -huh. I don't. My crystal ball is not that clear, but they clearly. <laughs> uh, they when you give up when you give power up, like America did in four months back in 2020. When you give up your uh, all your rights in the Bill of Rights to communicate to gather. Uh, what you've got to take, you know, what you've got to wear. It's hard to get those back. And uh, you look, states are still struggling. Thank God I'm in Texas. And even though I'm not a fan of Greg Abbott, uh, nobody's wearing the mask, you know. Kids mm. aren't wearing it. Well, People aren't wearing it. But there's still, you know, stupid places, you know, that are beholden, again, to these power-hungry freaks uh, that you have to do everything they tell you, even though they do everything uh, uh, they tell you not to. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a sad day because Americans have turned just these little feats, you know, citizens. We used to be a little bit more robust. We used to perfect the middle finger to people who tried to uh, swipe our, our liberties and stuff. Now we just do it, you know, triple mass, triple vax, you know, it's just what else? You want, you mean to inject some untested poison into my body? Okay, you know, it's it's really. Yes, and of course now you know. Now it's now it's becoming clearer and clearer that they've lied about the statistics and everything. That's sort of the new thing today or yesterday. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and remember that, that, and remember that, Carol when, yeah, and remember Carol when we were the conspiracy theorists. Like I'm over there. It's like the mask doesn't work. Hello. It's like, that's not a vaccine. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's not a vaccine because people are still getting COVID and they're transmitting COVID. So what the hell is it? Mm -hmm. What did I just, what, what did you just put in my body that you told me would keep yeah. me from the, the Wuhan Weezer? We're being bamboozled, right, folks. Right. We're being had, you know? Okay. Well, tell us, let's get into your book. 
tell us uh, to start wherever you would like. How can we, how can we uh, stop all this craziness by, um, or at least, at least be uh, personally our do something ourselves. In other words, um, against all of these things that we've been talking about, rather than just depending upon these bureaucrats. Yeah, so that's that's the upshot of all this. Uh, I know sometimes I can make Van Gogh look like a rodeo clown. I can paint a pretty dark picture of where we're at because I, I really believe from a, uh, <laughs> a realistic vantage point that we are definitely in dire straits as a nation. But God, and I believe uh, he's, he <laughs> exists, I believe he's sovereign, I believe he's all-powerful, he's all-seeing, he sees all these bad actors, he sees all this... Uh, nonsense that's happening to our great nation and uh, other parts of the planet. And uh, I believe he loves humanity and righteousness and that which is holy, just, and good, uh, obviously more than any human being can. So I think he is uh, not like the deism uh, view of God. I don't think he's like, you know, off in some other kind of universe concerned about (laughs) different solar systems and stuff. I think he is intimately concerned with what goes down on this blue marble called planet Earth. And uh, and he's woven into the scripture, uh, the book of Psalms, uh, these these particular prayers that I call tomahawk missiles, or my buddy calls uh, the Dirty Harry prayers, the 44 Magnum of the intercessor's arsenal. And they're prayers that are curses, or maledictions, they're called imprecatory psalms, and uh, when when you read them, they're they're so incredible because everybody when they talk about the Book of Psalms, uh, Carol, they're like, oh, I just love the Book of Psalms. You know, it's like when I'm when I'm scared and when I'm lonely at night, I just pick up a book of the Book of Psalms and I just read it, and it's like it's it's like they've turned it into Nyquil or something. You know, it gives you you know good rest medicine something like that. The majority yeah. of the Psalms, David is asking God to smash the wicked, to break their teeth, to turn them into snail slime, to crush them with a rod of iron. And so here we've got, we've got inspired Psalms written by a warrior poet that Paul in Ephesians 5 verse 19 says that we're to pray and worship by. But if you go to the majority of your churches... Uh, <clears throat> The little pastor and the little worship leader, leader, he's not he's not screaming out these psalms. These are psalms to pray when things get bad in a nation, as in real bad. For example, in Psalm two, uh, David wait, said wait, that the, wait, the leaders. Me, I'm sorry, but I need uh, <laughs> I need to uh, Doug. I need to interrupt you because we we do need to take another break, and I don't want you to start that without you know. In, sure. And then we have to take a yeah, break. Right so when we come back, this is good to. Uh, leave everybody on a cliff, and when we come back, we will hear the prayer that you were starting to read. My guest is Doug Giles. Um, The book is called Psalms of War, Prayers That Literally Kick Ass. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and we'll be right back. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking about when the world, (laughs) why can't I say this, when the world is at war from Ukraine to Canada, try prayer. And my guest is Doug Giles. His book is Psalms of War, Prayers That Literally Kick Ass. And he was just about to start with one before we had to take a break. So let's uh, get back to it. Yes, so in Psalm Psalm 2, David is talking about, and I'm going to paraphrase, but essentially uh, the leadership of the nation wants jack squat to do with God his commandments, uh, his gracious moorings, and his governance. They just want to be willy-nilly, you know, doing their own thing, uh, mixing with other Canaanite nations, uh, just, you know, becoming apostates. And, uh, and then they start talking smack about God. You know, let's, let's cut him off. Let's loose his, sha- his chains, you know, from our nation. And uh, uh, David said that God laughs at them, number one. So when you got a bunch of leaders that they're they're peddling nothing but pure Marxist atheism, instead of the Christian chewing their fingernails to the bone or or the Jewish person thinking, oh my God, this must be the end of the world, you know, this is so horrible. First of all, you got to understand that that God looks at these little pipsqueaks who are talking mad smack about Him, and He laughs at them. And then He says that David that God uh, then David says that God moves from laughing to then He scoffs at them. Like oh yeah you you want to you want to go there you want to cross that line you want to keep talking uh, all your blather about how you're you're going to uh, be independent from me and then it says he moves from laughter to scoffing and from scoffing to anger and he smashes that uh, nation uh, with a rod of iron so if you can imagine a, a, a vase or a vase I guess uh, getting hammered with a, a big you know a steel rod. That's what God says he does to that nation. And then he installs righteous leadership in place of the bad leadership. So if you've got, you know, truly ungodly leaders that are doing stuff that's unholy, unjust, and not good, and God's people start praying these imprecatory psalms, watch him take some of these guys out of their position. I'm not saying killing them, but some of them might not get reelected. And look at Terry McAuliffe. He was a shoe-in, uh, Dr. Carroll, in Virginia. I mean, that guy is so entrenched in evil Clintonian politics. And then Youngkin mm-hmm. comes in and unseats him. There you go. Mm-hmm. you got an evil leader trying to do evil crap, telling parents that they have no right uh, about what their children are taught in school. Goodbye. you got Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo lying about COVID, mm-hmm. covering up all kinds of sexual impropriety, guess who doesn't work at CNN, or guess who's not ensconced in, in uh, the governor's house in Albany, New York? Andrew. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, again, so this is, the, and everybody's like, so you think, you know, your book aided and abetted to the removal of these, you know, uh, three or four guys that you just yodeled off, being filled with lies, hype, and spin, and their demise from the, the public uh, specter. And I'm like, yes, of course. These, these prayers, Dr. Carroll, they're not there for no reason. And the fact that the church, and, and again, I'm not Jewish. I used to live in Miami for 20 years. Uh, I don't think I've ever been to synagogue, been to a couple weddings. I don't know if they pray them. But I know that the Apostle Paul told the Christian, this is how you do it. You pray the Psalms. And you go to church nowadays, they're not saying hey, God, you see all these evil leaders trying to do evil crap to our incredibly great nation, this, this experiment in self-governance. 
of which 97% of the benevolence uh, that flows out, out to the world comes from this nation. Well, there's some evil uh, mofos that are trying to wreck it, and we're asking you right now, God, to turn them into snail slime, to break their teeth, metaphorically, and to absolutely crush that which is wicked and establish that which is righteous. And that's what a Christian's supposed to pray. But do they do it? No, because Jesus is a little softy. You know, it's like their Jesus is like Mr. Rogers, you know, with like Ted Nugent's haircut. Well, and I think I, I think uh, with okay. my book, uh, I think with my book, uh, Carol, that I struck a nerve because, like we were talking during the break, it went to number one immediately. It's been out for four months now. I'd say probably after our show again, it's at number five right now, probably after our show and the hit that I did with Eric Metaxas and another podcast this morning, it'll be back up at number one in Middle Eastern literature. That's worldwide, and it was number one in meditation. This is not a contemplative book. This is not <laughs> this is not some kind of, you know, get into some kind of yogi position and get inner peace. This is an action manual to pray hellfire down on the enemies of God and mankind. That's what this is. Well, it's really showing it's how much people are hungry for this kind of thing. You know, we were I was mentioning earlier about the churches and temples and so on that closed during uh, COVID, and people are hungry for it. Yeah, I'm, my publisher called me the other day. He said, Doug, so he's, he's published 40 different authors. Some of the authors have multiple books. He said, I've never seen anything sell like this in my life. Huh. And um, huh. uh, he, he said that, he said that uh, people are buying crates of them. So instead of buying like one or two, they're buying like, you know, 37. And um, uh, it's it's going through India and Pakistan. And uh, we really, you know, it's like wow. I told you during the break, we, we really weren't we really weren't ready for the book. It just hit. And uh, Amazon put it out there before uh, the publisher was ready for it to be published. And um, so we're just now kind of doing the PR and the radio and TV and stuff, but it's already got a life on its own organically. So what do you think is the? Go ahead. I think it's I think it's what you said. I think I think people are pissed off that they've got such feckless leaders, and I'm talking you know pastors, priests, rabbis, anybody who was guilty of capitulating again to Mayor McCheese or some goofy governor instead of holding tight, holding fast to their Christian duty to preach the Word, to assemble, you know, every Sabbath, every Sunday, uh, to, to hug each other, you know, and they just shut and the church down. And to be clear, they had... I, 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 I just want you to clarify something, because um, this isn't just for Christians, this is for Jews, this is for people of, of uh, this is for, you know, this is the... This is for Jews as well. This is for really. Um, yep. Who would you say? I mean, I mean, you were saying India and Pakistan. Why do you think people in India and Pakistan are are buying it? Uh, I don't have a clue. I've got no clue. Um, I'm welcome that they're ringing the cash register because that 16 bucks that they spent that's that's one heck of a book. That's a life changing book. And it's not because I wrote it. What I do is I just introduce, I don't know if you got a PDF copy or a hard copy from AJ. I just, I just introduce each imprecatory psalm. So there's 28 different imprecations, maledictions, curses that I spotlight in this compendium. And I introduce each one, the setting, our setting, how things are similar uh, to what we're going through, to what David or Asaph or Moses went through. And then, and then I, then I tell the reader, don't just read this. Imagine, imagine your butt is in the same sling that David's was in, that Moses's was in, that Aesop was in, and now imagine you're facing, you know, this, this murderous horde of Philistines or Egyptians. How would you pray? Would you pray, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul to keep. No, you're going to pray, God, I'm freaking out here, man. 
And it looks like bad news bears for our nation. However, you're a great God. You're our defender. You're our conqueror. You're our warrior. You're our hero. So I'm asking right now, omnipotent God, all-powerful God, crush them. Crush them like a worm. And again, you know, David's, David, the way that he prayed, Dr. Carroll, nobody prays like that. You listen to most priests or rabbis or, or, or pastors when they pray. It's like, well, Lord, we just do this, and we just ask this, and we just hope this. David wasn't like that. Yeah. He's like, establish, he's like, establish your nation, oh God. You know, bring forth, you know, your sword, your buckler. You know, you are our shield. You are our, our God. You are a high tower. We take refuge in, in you. We ask that you, you know, hear our prayer and, and let smoke come out of your nostrils and let thunder and lightning go before us and shake and rout every evil force on this planet. That's how he prayed. And it, you can't show me mm-hmm. hardly anybody who prays like that anymore. And that was inspired Holy Spirit prayers. It's fascinating, absolutely amazing. Yes, you're right. Um, we need more of that. Uh, people who are, who are so caught up in, in um, their prayers rather than, you know, now repeat after me, everybody, everybody saying all together now. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I think we've been Arise, too complacent, oh you know? Yeah. We've been too complacent. Ever, again, how many of you heard, again, synagogue, Catholic Church, evangelical, uh, Arise, O oh God, scatter your enemies, shatter the teeth of the wicked. So 10,000 fall at my left and 10,000 fall at my right, I'm not going to be shaken. I will lay down and sleep because the Lord sustains me. Now, arise, O God, go forth, kick the teeth of the wicked in, turn the young lions into kitty cats. And uh, (laughs) that's how he prayed. He wasn't against a little soft indoor boy that was getting his prayers from some, you know, twaddle on some precious moments figurine. These guys are warriors, and they prayed like that. Yes. Well, I think uh, I think we need that. I think you know. I think this whole Ukraine thing is going to be shaking us up, shaking America up, shaking the world up, really. Um, and maybe we will come back to our roots and realize um, that we need to bow in prayer um, and and really mean it. Oh, we have come to the end already. Well, Doug Giles, thank you so much for um, being on the show and for sharing uh, sharing your prayers with us, sharing your 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 um, urging for us to get to read these things and to mean it and to um, really get back to where we once were, believing in God and asking God for help and and uh, just being respect more respectful of God as well. Again, the name of the book is Psalms of War. Prayers that literally kick ass, and we certainly need to do that. So thank you. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 